Happy Monday, Saints fans, and welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for August 26th. We have a special show for you all today with an interview with Mike Triplett from ESPN, the ESPN Saints beat writer. We'll talk to him about the Saints roster moves upcoming possibly this week, his standouts in the Saints versus Jets game, and what to expect going into this week. Again, the Saints defeated the Jets in their third preseason game and head into their final preseason game this Thursday. Let's go ahead and get into it with Mike Triplett. Mike, the Saints just concluded their third preseason game. They head into their final one this Thursday against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I would ask you who your standout player from the last uh, preseason game was against the Jets, but I know or I have a feeling you would say Deontay Harris. So I'm going to ask you to pick someone else, another standout oh, from man. last week's game. I know it's difficult. I'm going to ask you and JD to pick out another standout from this week's game and pick out who you'd like to see stand out in this final preseason game. So I'm going to give it to J.D. first. I'll give, wait, I'll wait, give, wait. Well, I'm an innocent bystander nope. here. What does this got to do with He's, me? Because Mike's our guest. <laughs> like, like my mother said, Mike's our guest. So we're going we're gonna to let you go first and fall on the sword, and then we'll let Mike go. Well, this is easy for me. I'm stealing from Mike. Dan Arnold, five catches, 83 yards. Uh, looked pretty comfortable with what he was doing on offense. Made a couple of tough catches. And he's a guy who, from time to time, has been a little bit up and down in his Saints career. We know he's had a couple of balls end up on the ground that – you know, maybe he thought he should have caught, and certainly fans thought he should have caught, but uh, this time he, he was extremely productive. We know it was deeper in the game, and obviously you're not playing against the number one defense for the Jets, but it doesn't matter. All you got to do is what you can do against the guys who are out on the field, and, and I thought Dan Arnold had, had a pretty productive day of it. Well, that's a great answer for somebody who's on the roster bubble, um, and, and I would probably also say in that category, Emmanuel Butler, who we braved about all training camp um, to finally get some catches in a preseason game. But, you know, you look at the preseason in two ways. You, you look at it as who's going to make this team, who's going to be the 50th and 53rd man on the roster. Uh, but especially when you watch a third preseason game, you look at does this team look ready to go in the regular season? And obviously that was my biggest takeaway from, from this game was how good the starting offense looked when we saw them fully intact for the first time. And how good the starting defense looked. Uh, you know, you remember last summer when Marshawn Lattimore wasn't making a lot of plays in camp and kind of admitted that that he wasn't having the camp he wanted to. He's looked better in camp, and that was a huge takeaway for him. Uh, and then you know the passes to Kamara and Michael Thomas. You know, it was a reminder that we we detail how sloppy the preseason can look sometimes, and all the penalties and all the mistakes. But when the guys who are actually going to be playing were out there, they looked really good. That first series for both the offense and the defense, I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything better, right? The offense obviously scored on their first series, and then the defense with Marshawn Lattimore came up with a uh, fumble recovery. Did that kind of instill more confidence in this team? Did it give you a sigh of relief, or did you kind of always know that our starting offense and starting defense had those capabilities, and you were just excited to see it for the first time since last year? Yeah, I mean, somewhere in between the two. I, I was never concerned, uh, and, and I think I even said that after the um, second preseason game where, where Teddy Bridgewater and the starters looked so sloppy. I was like, you know, it's, it's disheartening to see that, but I'm not worried at all about the starting offense, and I'm even less worried than, than I was a week before. One, one thing that was interesting to me, we had to do bold predictions for, for our ESPN season preview, and, and I turned mine in before that game. And my bold prediction was that Alvin Kamara is going to catch 100 passes this year. I don't think 
he's going to necessarily have a much greater workload, as Sean Payton keeps saying. They like his pitch count where it is. But I've always thought that his 81 catches in each of the last two years is almost a floor for him, especially since they're never like playing from behind in hurry-up mode where he would just feast on those catches. And then sure enough, three the first three plays of Drew Brees' preseason, two of them are, are passes to Alvin Kamara. I just think that's going to be a huge part of the offense this year. See, now I think Jared Cook is going to steal some of those catches. So I think he's still going to be in the 80 range, but I think Jared Cook – uh, is a guy who who will come in and 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 Drew obviously likes him, and so I think that's going to be a guy who's going to end up with you know 60, 70 catches, and that's going to kind of drain a couple off of Alvin's total where he might have gotten to a, a hundred, but I think Jared Cook is going to get some from it. And as far as how the, those guys looked, I I did want to see the defense play well because even in preseason last year, I thought the starting defense w- was a little slow. And they want to start fast, and I think they they have to start fast with, with the with the lineup they're playing in that first month. But I know those guys want to be, you know, they always talk about being a dominant defense. Well, who doesn't at this time of year, I guess? <laughs> but but you still want to see them do it on the field against whatever level of competition they're against. And so you know, you just want to see those guys build some momentum and some confidence going in. And, and I think. I think they did that against San. I almost said San Diego. It was right there on the tip of my tongue, San Diego, <laughs> against the Chargers and against the Jets. So I think from that standpoint, they they're pretty pleased, especially on defense. Offense, even when the offense doesn't play well in preseason, you know they're going to come around once Drew steps on the field and they get into a little bit of rhythm and they're going to have one of those, you know, five game stretches where they might average thirty seven points a game. But defense is where this where the defense is where this team is going to kind of kind of have to have to make some hay this year. You mentioned Jared. I, I will say, though, John, as, as as good as the defense has looked the last couple of weeks, my biggest question mark or concern with this team is still what their pass rush is going to be. I, I mean, the defensive line was sort of a hidden strength of this team last year, but you take Sheldon Rankins and Alex Okafor away from it, um, those are two huge losses until Sheldon Rankins comes back. And, you know, we still haven't necessarily seen – the, the breakout yet from Marcus Davenport, although he really should be better now that he's got a full year under his belt and, and he's passed that toe injury. And Trey Hendrickson has looked really nice this preseason. Um, but, you know, especially with no David Onyemata in week one, that that's still a question that hasn't been answered for me yet is is how good this pass rush is going to be. Yeah, Davenport's going to have to do it. And and they gave up a lot to get him. And that's that's – you know, not not the least of the pressure, but he he he's got to do it. I mean, you know what you have in Cam Jordan, and having Cam probably lessens the pressure somewhat on that line because he's a guy. You got to account for him if you're an opposing offense. You might have to chip him, you might have to double him. You got to account for him, and so there should be some one on ones on that line that you just have to be the guy. Marcus Davenport is going to be one of those guys who who might get less attention until he shows he can do it. So yeah, he he's got to he's got to do it on the field. What about guys like Malcolm Brown, Mario Edwards Jr.? I mean, we, we didn't see him last week, but those guys, I mean, they the Saints brought them in for a reason. Malcolm Brown just coming off of that Patriots Super Bowl win. Um, do you think it's going to be the first week when you see them in the starting defense that you start to gain some confidence? Is it going to take a few weeks into the regular season? When do you think we'll start to see that chemistry and you'll start to have more confidence in the defensive line? Yeah, I, I like. I, I'm not as concerned about the run defense, and I like the addition of Malcolm Brown. He, he stood out to me really early in camp, even in the one-on-ones. He's got a good power-speed combination, and he should be an upgrade at nose tackle. 
and could potentially help with the pass rush a little bit. Um, so I think the run defense will still be in good shape, and I think he's going to be a real nice addition. Uh, Edwards, we'll have to see when we see him back on the practice field because uh, he left with an injury. Um, was it in the second preseason game when he got hurt? I'm, it all blends together for me now. But, uh, you know, they were probably counting on him to start in place of Onyemata during that week one suspension. And so if Edwards is going to have trouble playing in week one, you're now down to your, what, like fourth option at the three-technique tackle spot, which would be a shame. Yeah, and that, yeah, they they there could be some some depth issues there. I mean, you know, we know Sheldon Ranks is going to be out, and then they, Onyemata is going to be out. So, yeah, that that could be some depth issues there. Uh, in terms of pass rush, though, Caroline, maybe you maybe you steal some some rush with Demario Davis. Um, they've been sending AJ Klein. Uh, if, when Alex Anzalone is healthy, he has shown an ability. When you when you send him on the blitz, he's been able to get to the quarterback. So you know there are different ways you can apply pressure, but you got to be able to cover on the back end if you're going to do it that way. And I I know they feel pretty good about the starting corners. I know they feel pretty good about the nickel. But, you know, you got to be able to get home when you're sending that kind of pressure. And, you know, they've definitely got some guys who can do it. And maybe you just piecemeal it until you get everybody healthy. Be getting Sheldon Rankins back. I think it's going to be critical for this defense. If And when he comes back, if he's able to come back this year, he's going to come back at a pretty good time because he'll be coming back when, you know, the teams are kind of, you know, maybe a little bit leg-weary at that time. And he'll come in with a fresh set of wheels. And, yeah, he'll be trying to work his way back into shape. But, you know, hopefully – you know, he can do that soon, but, you know, the adrenaline might carry him for a couple of games where he, you know, gets some production. You alluded to it earlier, uh, Mike, Marshawn Lattimore and, and J.D. just talked about the secondary, but Marshawn Lattimore has discussed, you know, he was happy with his rookie year, obviously winning the uh, defensive rookie of the year, and then, uh, I don't want to say fell off, but didn't didn't perform to his standards last year, and he has said several times that he wants to play better this year. He wants to play as good, if not better, as he did his rookie his rookie season. So in training camp, I know it's hard to tell. I know in preseason you can't really tell, but have you seen the growth? Have you seen the development in Marshawn Lattimore that you wanted to see, that you expected to see, or is that another thing that you're going to have to wait until we get a few games into the regular season to see? Yeah, no, you say it's hard to tell in training camp. And, and this year he's, he's either gone unnoticed or made a nice play here or there and obviously made a great play in that preseason game. But last year we did notice him struggling on the field in training camp, and we were all kind of like, What's going on here? This doesn't look, this doesn't look right. right. We would ask him about it and ask other guys about it. And he admitted later that, yeah, he, he wasn't happy. He didn't think he, he was, like, treating every practice rep like he needed to. And, and so I think he has come into this summer with the right mindset. And you combine that with the talent that's obviously there. Uh, you've got to feel really good about him as the number one corner, which he's definitely, you know, still absolutely in a number one corner in this league. And, I actually, my confidence is higher in Eli Apple, too. I think he's looked, you know, not perfect, but just really comfortable in that number two spot. And I cannot tell you the last time I watched a Saints team throughout OTA's training camp and a preseason and thought, well, you don't have to worry about the number one or two corner spot. I mean, it's been years. And and uh, I think he's a really solid number two corner, you know, after, after being thrown into the fire when he came here midseason last year. Not to mention the, the depth that they have throughout the secondary because, you know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson looks like he's been a great addition and they've got choices to make with P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson. 
the where I say the pass rush or the defensive line is a little bit more concerning to me, I feel better about the depth in the secondary than I have in, in years. Yeah, I, I, I'm with Mike on that. I, I'm not crazy about the corner depth. I mean, I know PJ and 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 P. Robert are listed as the backup corners, but you know, to me, they're more slot guys. So if, you know, do you have some guys who can play out wide? And and you know, I, I guess P. Rob and, and PJ can do it in a pinch, uh, but can they do it if they had to in an extended period of time? I don't know, because uh, one of the reasons PJ uh, Williams ended up you know, in the slot last year because yeah. it was because he wasn't very good corner against Atlanta in that game. And and then P. Rob happened to get hurt and he had to go inside and play nickel and he really flourished there. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But but Marshawn, you get back to Marshawn, he I I think the first year and he'd have to be the one who would say it, but I thought it got I thought it got to his head a little bit and I thought he felt like, you know, he kinda had it whipped and, you know, he probably didn't put in the, the amount of work or the amount of urgency that he, that should have gone along with in that second year. And it showed up early. showed up with Mike Thomas against him in the one-on-ones in training camp, and it showed up in game one with Mike Evans, uh, who a guy who he's not fond of. Mm-hmm. And Mike Evans kind of, mm-hmm. kind of you know, reached into his lunchbox and took a little a few sandwiches out of there. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that kind of, you know, I thought that shocked him back into the mode of where he needed to be mentally and it might have taken him a couple of weeks physically to catch up to it, but I thought that kind of shocked him back into where he needed to be mentally. Moving well, on. Oh, sorry. Well, there's, ahead, no concern, there's no concern in week one this year because I, I don't think the Texans have any special receivers to nah, worry about. Nah, they don't have to go nah, nah that DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins guy, he's a bum. He can't play. <laughs> you heard it here first. Hot take from John DeShazer. I can't wait to quote that and put it all over social media. So excited for that. Thanks for that, by the way, J.D. Uh, Guys, moving on to the offensive side of the ball, Jared Cook, uh, a guy who we haven't seen a lot of in the preseason. Uh, We've seen some of him in training camp. But, you know, you're not necessarily concerned about Jared Cook because he's coming off of his best season yet. You're not necessarily concerned about Drew Brees. Obviously, we know what he can do. But are you concerned a little bit about that chemistry because you haven't seen it in a game? I mean, we've seen it, obviously, in training camp through these practices. But, uh, again, these guys are vets. They know what they're doing. But as far as chemistry goes, are you concerned at all on what they're going to do in the regular season? I'm not because – the amount of time they would have played in the preseason game would have been so minimal that you can't really gauge chemistry off that. They've they've gone together a lot more in practice than they ever would have thought about in a preseason game. So I'm not concerned about it. Mike? Yeah, um, that that's something that can obviously probably improve over time, but we've seen it from – I mean, there was probably a string of about eight practices in a row where I think Breeze's first pass attempt went to Jared Cook. He's not going to be afraid to throw it to him, and Cook is obviously going to like the balls that he sees coming his way because of Breeze's accuracy. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm not going to discount the value of chemistry and time on task together, but they've looked like a real smooth pairing together. I'm, I'm very high on, on how well he could fit in this offense. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway before I let you go, Mike. What position group do you think is going to be the hardest position group to cut down uh, this weekend as the Saints approach the cut for the 53-man roster? What position group have you seen? Like I said, I think I know the answer, but that you think is going to be the hardest for Sean Payton and his coaching staff to cut down? Well, if you think you know what my answer is going to be the question, then I think you think I'm going to say wide receiver because we've been talking about how many candidates there are all summer, and it's true. We just talked about Emmanuel Butler and Deontay Harris, and uh, there's been Cyril Grayson Jr. and Will Jordan Humphrey and Timmy Cosmic making plays and 
Keith Kirkwood and Austin Carr need to try to prove that they can lock down their roster spots. But I'm also going to lump in the secondary with this. I wonder if Patrick Robinson's spot is secure on this team since he hasn't been able to wrestle away that starting nickelback job away from P.J. Williams and isn't a core special teamer. And, and the same for Ken Crawley, uh, a veteran. Um, it, it's just so crowded back there. We see J.T. Gray playing all these special teams. Saquon Hampton was doing that a little bit before he got hurt. I think they've got some really tough decisions to make in the secondary as well. J.D.? Yeah, I'll just stick with the receiver. I, I've i got no idea uh, beyond the top three guys. I think, well, if you want to count Deontay Harris as a receiver, I think he's in because of his return abilities. But, you know, beyond the first three guys, um, Traquan Smith, uh, Michael Thomas, and, and Ted Ginn Jr., I've just got no idea. I don't have a good feel for it. I thought Emmanuel Butler was almost a lock, and then uh, and then he got hurt, and then he – he went in the game and the pass went off his face mask. And so, you know, it, but then he stepped up a little bit against the Jets and he made a real nice hands grab, as a matter of fact. So I've got no idea with that position crew. I think those guys, you know, that could be one of those where a position is actually won in the fourth preseason game. Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, that's kind of a special teams deal. But, you know, somebody might lock something down in, in this Thursday night preseason game. Do you think this is kind of a make or break game for some players on this team do you I mean especially at that receiver position like you just said yeah I mean I, I especially think some I think one or two of those guys might have to play well in the game I know you you know you you, you don't discount practice but you know you need to see something if they're going to be out there in the game situation see whether or not they can they can handle that and whether or not they can be productive and and you know offensive tackle I don't I don't know what the Saints are going to do backup wise there is is Michael Ola the guy is you know, Marshall Newhouse, the guy, he's been injured, uh, is the guy with another team right now who's going to be released on Saturday. Uh, that's another one that I can't really put a finger on. Well, we'll have to see. Mike, thanks so much for joining us uh, on today's show. We appreciate it and look forward to seeing you this week. Thanks for having me. That'll do it for another edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for Monday, August 26th. We will have another episode on Wednesday with Herbie Teope from the Times-Pagune and the New Orleans Advocate. Uh, That'll be on Wednesday ahead of the Saints' final preseason game against the Miami Dolphins and, of course, ahead of the Saints' 53-man roster cut coming up this weekend. Thanks to JD and Mike Triplett for joining me on today's show. That'll do it. And we will catch you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening in.